Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Hour number two of the get right here on 105.3 The Fan, your home of Dallas Cowboys football and the World Series champion, Texas Rangers. My name is Alec Medford. That's Blake Elliott, the fan phenom. Ross Lebensky is holding things down for you. The Tolo, the turn it on, leave it on listener right here on The Fan. The truckrick.com text line is 877-881-1053. 877-881-1053 to get involved in the conversation as well as live on Twitch and YouTube. Twitch.tv slash Dallas Fan Cam or 105 through The Fan on YouTube as we have live action at the AAC between the Mavs and the Cavs. And the Mavs are still leading by the score of 76-63. We will keep you up to date on that one as we are a little bit into the third quarter of action. As for your Dallas Stars on the road, it is the beginning of the third period against the St. Louis Blues. And the Stars are still down 2-1, to one, but they've got 18 and a half minutes to yeah fix that i mean when we were watching the stars game on saturday yes. we saw them in the span of like 15 seconds tie the game and yes, win the game we did so anything is possible and, and i just think it's kind of funny the difference in names obviously we went over what the team's name was last time and then you have a team called the blues so we got the predators that is all intents and purposes you know make your own assumption about that name and then we got the blues like how do we go from one end of the spectrum to the other. So we went from predators to a bunch of sad guys? That's yeah, there's got to be some happy medium. They need to make it where it's like all animals or all objects. Let's make sure they have a very blue Christmas week. Nice. He's on it with the, with I, the, I know. With the new slappers say, today. <laughs> I hated that. I, I said it and I hated it. Uh, I can't live with that. Don't give me my flowers. I don't deserve any. Give me wilted flowers. No, no Zay? No. You like that one? No, no, no Zay. One? No okay. Zay. <laughs> That, that one was better than the one I put out there in the world. I'll give you that one. Uh, coming up on the other side, we will go around the association where we have a, a big update on the Dallas Mavericks as well as the weirdest injury you're going to hear in the NBA all season. We'll get you that and more here in just a little bit. Plus, the Mavs made a signing two-way contract. We'll tell you about who it is oh, here in about 17 minutes or so. But yesterday with the three-time Hall of Famer Chris Arnold, we ranked and talked about the AFC wildcard contenders. I want to talk about the NFC wildcard contenders as well as just the NFC playoff field as a whole mm. because it feels like the NFC is getting a little bit more competitive at the right time yep. to cause some chaos. And what do I love to do on the radio? I love to cause chaos. chaos, chaos so, chaos. Uh, I mean, 
By initials are ACM. The C stands for chaos. So, oh, you know, this if, if you guy know. is on one. In case you didn't know, <laughs> this uh, guy. Let me talk to you. But watch some stand up before this. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I'm just feeling it today. I don't know. Maybe it's the can of C4 that I just cracked he open. Said, Shout, how, how Shout out C4. Thank you for the the wow. energy. I needed that. We're just giving out free branding now. It's free not, promo. It's not free. They're a sponsor. Uh, you should have heard him when he was talking about his. Um, his self-sustaining economy getting his chair from TikTok. Mm. Oh, yeah. You missed that with Reggie because, you know, Reggie's name is on the show. Yeah. So I was like, I need to put my name all over this as much as I can because uh. I only had one show last week. Uh. So I was like, I'm going to put my mark on this show. But we need to talk about the NFC, actually. It. It's already been five minutes of the segment <laughs> that we've wasted by my theatrics. But uh, so yesterday I mentioned with Chris, we talked about the AFC and how it was getting kind of interesting with the Raiders stepping up with Antonio Pierce and whatnot, but it's even more interesting in the wildcard race with the NFC. Mm-hmm. And CBS Sports put out a couple of pieces about the NFC and AFC playoff pictures, respectively looking at the wildcard races. And so obviously you have the Eagles and Cowboys sort of neck and neck right now for that NFC East title. We know that there's a way that the Eagles could lose it. We know that there's an easy way for them to take the NFC East crown. So They didn't really rank them. They just said whoever wins the division, they're going to have ranked the highest uh, in the wild card race. But after that, in a shocking turn of events, in my mind, the L.A. Rams have kind of taken the the NFC by storm because it's sort of evolved into the one wild card team that nobody wants to play now because they started off three and six. But ever since then, Sean McVay's squad has gone five and one, topping 30 points in four of its last five. Matthew Stafford slinging it with the swagger that he had during their title run in 2021. And Kyron Williams at the running back position has given them a formidable workhorse on the ground. Their sheer, goat. Yeah, the sheer offensive upside makes them a tough out. And that's the beautiful thing about the wild card like idea in sports to me is that you get that one team that just has a ton of upside. They don't have exactly the whole year of consistency that you see from the division winners for the most part shout out nfc south for absolutely sucking every year but you still get those flash in a pan teams like the rams that are just figuring it out at the raw or the right time rather because you think about all the things all the things that go wrong for some of these teams it's happening at the beginning of the year you know we mentioned the rams starting off three and six at that point i completely wrote them off just like everybody wrote off Geno Smith and he didn't write back. The Rams didn't write back this year because they went 5-1 and one after that tough stretch. And that looks like a Sean McVay offense again. I don't know if I'm just drinking all the Kool-Aid for the LA Rams, but right now it feels like they're hot and they're hot at the right time, especially because they're playing complimentary offense, which with Sean McVay calling the plays out there, that's a dangerous thing in the postseason. Okay, so here, I'm, I'm, I'm going to lay it out for you. Ram, I think the three teams that are in the playoffs with the Bucks, Rams, Seahawks, I think those are currently the three next best teams. Yes. But how the scheduling works out, I don't think the Rams are going to make it. And I'll mm. tell you why. The Rams' next two games, Cardinals, easy dub, obviously. 49ers, last game. Might chalk that up for an L. So if they get an L, they are now sitting at, nine and eight and the team that i think that will also get to nine and eight is the green bay packers who already have the head-to-head tiebreaker against them 
when they played earlier, they won 20 to 3. And the Packers' next two games, albeit are going to be, you know, somewhat of a toss up, Vikings, who's even their quarterback, should get that W. And then the last game of the year is against the Bears. So I think that's two winnable games. They both have the tiebreaker. Obviously, two more winnable games than the Rams have. I think the Rams might be the better team, but just the way that their schedule's set up, almost a scheduled loss. Having the 49ers is a tough way to end your year. So they'll both have the same record. Packers will have the head-to-head. I think the Packers make it. Rams, unfortunately, could fall off. I mean, obviously, some other teams could. The Seahawks could lose as well, and then they get their spot. But if it comes down to that, I just think that the Rams have a little bit of a tough end with the Rams, with the 49ers there, because all these teams are right on top of each other. What if I told you the 49ers wouldn't be playing for anything in that week? I think they will be, though, because all these teams are still going to keep winning. They don't have the one seed locked up yet. Eagles could still get it. Lions could still get it. Obviously, it's going to be tough for the Eagles to get it, though, because that loss to the Ravens, the 49ers took, that's out of conference. Yeah. So what I'm just saying, what if what if if they they sit them? Then, yeah. Yeah. Then I think then the Rams, then the Rams are set. And I think they make it. I do think they are probably maybe even the fourth best team in the NFC. I just think the schedule with them having the Niners with you can't really afford to lose right now. Yeah. With how the hunt is. And they have the hardest one out of any of these wild card teams. And the thing with the Rams on CBS Sports' piece is they have their computer model projections mm-hmm. that simulate everything 10 million times or whatever yep. it is. It's not actually that many times. I think it's like one. I think it's like 10,000 times that they simulate everything and they take the average. And they have a 68% chance of making the playoffs. Mm, but so they're close to 69. They're, yeah, very close. So not quite nice. But mm-hmm. uh, their predicted finish is going 9-8. and eight. They lose that 49ers game, but they still make the playoffs. Because the Vikings are losing out. They play the Packers, and then they play the Lions. So they're not winning another game this year. And who who are the Seahawks next two games? The Seahawks have the Steelers at home and at Cardinals. So that and they they come up next in CBS Sports' yeah. rankings in the wild card hunt because they're good when it matters most. Maybe they're just fortunate to be hanging on by a thread, but their last four wins have come by a thirteen a combined thirteen points. Uh, both Geno Smith and Drew Locke have now pulled off comebacks against contenders like the Lions and Eagles this year. They have that smash mouth approach with rugged weapons like Kenneth Walker, DK Metcalf, and it makes for good spoiler material if you ask me. I think they can play spoiler. I think honestly, outside of the Bucks, the Rams and Seahawks could both play spoiler. And if they were to win against any of these teams, I wouldn't be like, what? I would be, okay, yeah, those there's a good teams training in the right direction, getting healthy that are kind of people are overlooking that had a had a tough start to the season but are trending up so yeah the wild card man it, we i think a couple of weeks ago if we had this conversation it was like oh niners cowboys eagles and then everyone else is terrible yeah everybody's coming kind of coming back to the mean where anybody can get anybody yeah i think it is and it feels like this happens a lot more in the afc like majority over time but now these past i don't know maybe two three years the NFC has been such a toss-up mm-hmm. now that you have your juggernauts in the AFC that have kind of prevailed over the past, you know, half decade or so uh, to the point where these conversations are fun. The outside looking in right now ranked is the Vikings, then the Falcons, uh, and the Packers rounded out at number 10. But Vikings, like you said, they got at home versus the Packers and then on the road at Lions. I they lose both. I don't think they uh, win a single game there. And then the Falcons, obviously, the Arthur Smith experience. You count. You can't count on anything. They have at Bears and at Saints. I wouldn't be surprised they season. lost both. 
I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> if they lost both or if they won both at this point because, man, that head coach out there, I he's just so back and forth. It feels like for one week at a time, he gives you a moment, a moment of pause where you're like, oh, he's starting to listen, starting to figure things out. And then he goes back to his old ways yeah. because old habits die hard, of yeah. course. He always wants to be the smartest guy in the room. That's a, that's a great way of looking some, at it. Sometimes it's just too much. Sometimes you just take the easy fruit. Just listen to PFF and all the mm-hmm. guys in your ear that are saying, hey, you have a 10% chance of getting this off. And he hey. says, uh, you know what? No, in my mind, I see this happening in scoring six. It's going to be a one-play drive. Here we go, Zach. Okay. What, what was Bijan drafted? I know he's in the first round, seventh, ninth. I think seventh. That sounds seventh? right. Yeah, seventh sounds right. Hey, Arthur, you have a guy that you used a uh, seventh pick draft capital on you might want to play him oh no 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 i'm gonna use my third string tight end on eighth eighth. i'm gonna use my third string tight end on a bootleg play action (laughs) like just give the ball to him sometimes it's not that complicated everyone knows what the eagles are going to do on third and fourth and one and it works they're like a 95 percent rated sometimes you do not have to outsmart your opponent just do what works I saw a tweet that said, I can't wait for the the Falcons to get a nice high draft pick again, and they're going to take one of the best wide receivers in the class, and they're going to put him at fullback on a yeah. drive. Yeah. And, yeah, that's going to happen. And then that's going to be the day that Arthur Smith finally gets ha- fired. And then you got guys, coaches like D'Amico Ryans, that have players that a lot of people that if you're not a Texans fan have heard of, or if you're not a hardcore sports fan, and he elevates all of them. And they all, yeah. earlier, middle of the season, they look like guys. So some people can do great stuff with talent. Some people, you know, push it to the side. Okay, the other question I had was, has your respect or maybe just your fear, probably the better term, of the 49ers dwindled at all after the Ravens seemed to, for four quarters, have that team figured out? Hell yeah, I did. I saw that game. <laughs> I was like, yes, yes. I literally put on my on my social media, I said, this has made my Christmas. And yes, I am being a straight-up homer towards the Cowboys. I'm seeing, I know our team is struggling right now. But seeing that gives me some hope because right, it looked like the 49ers were the bullies of the NFL, that no one could even touch them. And obviously, four turnovers, you probably can't count on that again. He's not going to do that every game. But, you know, the film's He's out there. He's not going to do it every game, but he does it at very random times against good teams. The film's out there. Yeah. You see what gets him. When he blitz them heavy, kind of switch up the coverages. I mean, that first pick was bad. I mean, Kyle Hamilton barely moved off well, the hash. All of them were bad because it lost me my fantasy playoff matchup. But shout out Brock Purdy for ruining my season and my Christmas. I mean, sometimes I mean this. That's just the thing. We've seen every team and every quarterback in their big moments fall. Every single one of them. No one has prevailed over yeah. weeks of just being that guy. Like yeah. betting favorite. Another guy, pal. Betting favorite to win MVP. You're bound to have a bad week next week. It's like the Madden curse. So shout out Lamar Jackson. Hopefully, he can hold up against the Dolphins. Is Lamar your MVP? Um, no, but MVP is just who's the quarterback with the team with the best record. So, yes. Mm, really? Yeah. He's not your, your front runner right now. No, I, I give that to CMC. I'd give it to Christian McCaffrey if I had the choice. Yeah. I was telling CA yesterday, if the committee was composed of one man named Alec Medford, yeah. it would be Christian McCaffrey. This has been the year of the position player. Yeah, it man. Really like, we've seen so many backups. I, I do think quarterback is the most valuable position probably in all major sports. But it hadn't been this year. Shoot, you can throw, you can throw anyone back there. We saw Sam Darnold go in there, move the offense, get a touchdown. Like sometimes guys are able to use their assets, and some some guys are invaluable. Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen are invaluable. You place any other guy, that offense doesn't look the same. We just saw Sam Darnold get plugged in, and the offense look look fine. Yeah, and I think that 
you've seen more impactful performances over a season from position players like a Tyree Kill, like a Christian McCaffrey, that bear a lot more respect than we're giving it as a national you know, whole, as a NFL fan base. I don't think we've seen that one guy that has really stood out at the quarterback position. So shout out Omar Jackson, though, for getting things done. Shout against- out Max Duggan. Who got? Let's go, go he, frogs! Who got go cut frogs. and signed to the practice squad every other day this month? Let's go frogs! <laughs> there you have it. That's a little bit of conversation surrounding the NFC wild card picture. Coming up next on the get right with Alec Medford and Blake Elliott, the Young Guns. Let's go around the association. The Mavs sale is final. The weirdest injury you're going to hear all season in the NBA. Plus, let's have a little fun with the NBA shooting rankings at this point in the season. Next on the get right. Back here on the Get Right on 105.3 The Fan with the Young Guns, Alec Medford and Blake Elliott. We will take a trip around the association here in just a moment. But we do have sharing time coming up on the other side. We'll reset your headlines at the top of the hour as we've got a few different things to cover that we missed in around the NFL. And we will hear from Micah Parsons as he finally spoke out to the media about the lack of holding calls called in his favor we will get to that at the top of the hour that's why you turn it on and leave it on right here on 105.3 the fan but let's go ahead and take our trip around the association as we have live action at the double ac between the mavericks and the cleveland cavaliers as the mavs have actually played some pretty decent defense up until this point they're up 90 to 85 at the beginning of the fourth quarter We will see if they can hold on to this five-point lead and keep things going. We will keep you up to date on that game as it goes on. But Luka has had another monster night so far for the Mavericks as he has 34 in 31 minutes. Derek Lively has been kind of absent tonight, just two points and three boards. But you are getting some good work from Seth Curry, who has 19 tonight uh, so far. And you were talking about it during a Blake. Uh, a break, Blake. Easy English. Breaky Blake. Uh, yeah, great English there by me. That it does seem like the Mavs are playing a little bit better defense so far in this game that we're not really used to seeing. They're climbing back. They're they're, they're going for the fifty fifty balls. We see Luca playing good defense. They're kind of diving after loose balls, but um, yeah, the Cavs kind of storm back. It's a six point game in the fourth quarter now. So, but that's what happens. It's a game of game of uh streaks and leads. People go on series where they get a couple buckets, but. Mavs are looking better overall defensively, at least from the eye test, obviously. Yeah, the ball movement's starting to come into play for the Cleveland Cavaliers now, and they're starting to get some nice looks on the interior, but uh, we'll see if the Mavs can keep pace as they're pretty much going shot for shot now as it is 95-289 in favor of the Mavs. We'll keep you up to date on that one. Speaking of the Dallas Mavericks, a couple of notes coming across the news desk today. We will start with the most recent one, which – isn't anything world-burning, but Sham Sharani of The Athletic tweeting about an hour ago that the Dallas Mavericks plan to sign guard Brandon Williams to a two-way NBA deal out of the G League. He is averaging 23.9 points per game along with 5.6 assists, so the Mavs are looking to add some depth there out of the G League, to which, you know, it's whatever. It's just nice that they're making some moves to help out the end of the bench on a two-way deal, but... New owner already going crazy. (laughs) Yeah, new owner's already going crazy. And we say that because the Mavericks have officially closed the deal after a unanimous vote by NBA owners. It is official. The Adelson family has taken over majority stake of the Dallas Mavericks. Mark Cuban 
I believe, was talking to the media mm-hmm. a little bit about it, and you might have heard from him, Blake. Yeah, so we had the the little scrum, a little Jerry Jones-esque scrum. Actually, after Mark was done doing his little pregame warm he's done that a couple times where he gets some shots up, knocks down, but apparently he let the media talk to him, and I believe we have audio of this, and if you're wondering why – why did Mark sell the team majority stake? I don't understand. We're going to break it all down, but hear it from Mr. Mark Cuban himself first. You said, hopefully I own the Mavs another 40 years. What changed? What changed? Yeah, I mean, media companies are going out of business, right? They're consolidating. Um, you know, the, that world is changing. And so what went from an advantage was not so much an advantage anymore. And so, you know, it was always, okay, I wanted to build, you know, and then it was two, three years ago, I started talking about a casino and, and you know, destination resort. And I knew, and I told you guys then, I wasn't going to be one to build it, right? But as, you know, as it makes sense, if someone's going to come in as a partner and invest potentially billions of dollars, they're going to want equity. Ooh, lots of breakdown. And there was actually, there's about five more minutes of stuff on Twitter for reporters letting us know all about that. And Man, initial thoughts, Alec, hearing that, because he was pretty honest in this little scrum. He really didn't hold anything back. Anything that was asked, he kind of answered. Yeah, so I saw a lot of what you mentioned, the rest of that on Twitter, and mm-hmm. I saw Landon Thomas at 6'5 Lando on Twitter putting out, you know, the the quote that I took away from that was where he said, they're not basketball people, I'm not real estate people. That's why I did it. And he even said, which I thought was kind of interesting personally, he said, I could have gotten more money yep. if I would have sold which is it to probably someone true. else. Which is probably true. Which is kind of wild to think for the number he sold it for. Mm-hmm. But he said, obviously, I'm really excited. It's a great partnership. And he kept kind of emphasizing it's a great partnership. Yeah. A lot of people, especially the night it went down, there's a lot of people theorizing, is he kind of getting ready to get away yeah. from the basketball I think, stuff? I, I think, honestly, the opposite. He's, yeah. He's kind of like reinvesting himself in here. He sees a long-term plan in the Mavs, and instead of letting his – baby quote just fall apart he said how can i put more money into this and he got the adelson family and like you said i think it's really important that the people that invested aren't basketball people because how many times do we see owners come in in this kind of situation they want to take over the team i want to do this to the team i want this to be the jerseys i want to be located here i want these players on the team this is what the ticket sales are going to be yada 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 these the adelson family does not care <laughs> Yeah. They, they are doing this for money, real estate, political, all, all that stuff. Nothing really basketball related. They're going to let Mark Cuban handle all the basketball stuff. And he said in the little scrum, the only thing that's going to change, I'm not going to be at the governor's meeting. So he said, which he wasn't going to before really anyways before. So <laughs> at the, he said at the end of the day that Dumont is going to have final say if something were to come down. But it, like he said, it's a partnership. They're on the same accord. I don't think they're really going to care if Dante Exum's on the team or Josh Green's on the team. Like, yeah, they probably don't even know who those guys are, <laughs> yeah. if we're being fully honest. Luke's but, on the team, we're good. <laughs> like, look, the the way I see this now that it's officially said and done, unanimously voted by the NBA owners, I see this as exactly what Cuban said, a great partnership. And you, you mentioned, you said real estate comes into it. Yeah. Look, the American Airlines Center was opened over 20 years ago. Yeah. And we all know it is no secret that it has aged. You know, I don't want to say it's aged poorly. It's had a great had, run. Got some renovations this summer or yeah. this past couple months. So, yeah, it, like King Baby on the Twitch is starting to get it. You know, Mark's not going anywhere. He just found someone else to pay for the arena. Literally. Pretty he even much. said in there, I, I, I want to get the resort built. I'm just not paying for it. <laughs> yeah. And he he touched on that, as you just mentioned, a little bit about it, saying, look, the you know, the goal is there will be a new arena resort. Yep combination he said the casino 
will happen we'll later. Yeah, like he said, that can be added on at another time. But the progress towards a resort arena combination, that work is going to start right now. Yep. They are going to start those conversations immediately and look to make that happen soon as the lease is up here in a few years. But you got to be ahead of the eight ball when it comes to real estate. Absolutely. You can't just wait till your lease is up and <laughs> the that, land's taken. And that's why I was trying to explain to so many people that were like, hey, you know, gambling isn't even illegal in Texas. It's going to take a lot of time to get there. You got to start working <laughs> on it now yeah. because things just get more and more expensive. So yeah. why not do it? Especially because there was a ton of land open over there across the street, literally from Texas Stadium. Yep. Why not? And they, Just they, get ahead now. He was asked about it. I think Brad Townsend of Dallas Morning News asked him and said, is the new arena going to be in Dallas? And he said Dallas proper. So I don't really know what that means. That it's means like, in the Metroplex somewhere. <laughs> like if he thinks like, yes, I don't think it'll be anything that he's relocating out of like DFW. It might be 10 minutes down the road, guys. Like it's not going to be anything where are like, oh, man, I can't go to Dallas Mavericks games anymore. Like it, the stuff will move maybe 10 minutes down the road. Obviously, like me and Alec said, nothing is happening tomorrow. It'll be a couple years down the line. Half of the players wouldn't be on the roster yeah. at that point. So this is a long-term play, and I think he's just injecting more money into the company, understanding that media rights have changed. That's not really his forte right now, how the, the media landscape is. And he said, let me get someone who understands kind of how this is going and be ahead of the curve. And look, we mentioned a new majority owner that has a lot more money than Cuban does, and Cuban already has a lot of money. He was asked during that scrum about the luxury tax and if that's something that they would be a lot more comfortable dipping into with essentially, I think it was like quintuple what his net worth is being added to the fold. And he said, quote, they basically said, do what you got to do. I want to win. Mm -hmm. That's what you want to hear. Say that again. Say that again. The new owner told Mark Cuban, quote, they basically said, do what you got to do. I want to win. Mm. End quote. So the new owners are like, hey, man. Whatever you need to do, Money. More body. it feels like what Ray Davis and company yep. told Chris Young this past trade deadline and the winter before it, go make the moves you think are necessary. We just want to win games and we want to win a title and have all the reason to back up all these financial moves that we are planning to make. So it's all official. It's it should happening. feel good. I, I think it should feel good, Mavs fans. You should be nothing but encouraged by this. Yeah, it's not a short-term thing either. Like, it's not going to be like next year they go out and spend $300 million and everyone's Move like, Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, it, there's nothing crazy that's going to happen overnight. But, you know, down the road, you could see some exciting things for the Dallas Mavericks. Elsewhere around the association, the weirdest injury that you are going to hear probably all year from the National Basketball Association. Talk to me. The Nuggets' Aaron Gordon is out indefinitely after dog bites to his face. Yeah. Mm. This comes from Sham Sharania and the athletic staff. Denver Nuggets forward Aaron Gordon will miss some time after suffering injuries to his face and his hand from a dog bite on Christmas Day. Gordon required 21 stitches to the lacerations on his face and right hand, his shooting hand. Following the dog bite incident, league sources said Gordon is in, quote, good condition and will be away from the team while recovering, the Nuggets said on Wednesday. There's no timetable for his return. So, so no timetable, and he needed 21 stitches after a dog coming. attack. Now, now I got two follow-up questions, and this is for you, Ross, as well. First, what dog do we think it was that caused this? Was oh, I it, don't know. Do we, do we know? No. Okay, we don't know. No. Second question, 
there's been some wild injuries in the NBA. We've got, so I want you to rank them on which which is the most mind-blowing when you saw the headline. Obviously, you have the one that you just heard. We got Kelly Oubre getting hit by a car. We got CJ McCollum with the collapsed lung. We got OG Ananobi slicing his hand in the kitchen. Yeah. And we got Maxi Kleber that's been out for like 15 months with a dislocated pinky toe. Which one was the most eye-grabbing to you? I think the most eye-grabbing is literally getting hit by a car. I I think that has to be the most eye-grabbing, saying, oh, this dude's going to be out for a while. Oh, what happened? Did he roll his ankle? No, he got hit by a motor vehicle. You know, Not uh, not while in his vehicle, just standing in his driveway. Yeah, the dog bite is close second. Close second. Very close second. Not OG Ananobi slicing his hand in the kitchen? No, because he's he's like our age, you know? Like, we barely know how to cook. I've sliced my hand three times yeah whenever you're like trying to learn the adulting thing you're gonna make mistakes and okay you know i feel like we've all cut ourselves at some point accidentally okay. you know okay. i i think that's just human nature it's gonna happen you're you're trying to put that meal together and him being an athlete maybe he was trying to meal prep so he's like where, i gotta get this where, together real quick and where does maxi's dislocated pinky for it seems like the entire season where does that rank on there not pretty not, low. not not initial but Post 2020 hindsight, knowing how long he's been out. Pretty low, honestly, okay. because I feel like, you know, as a basketball player, the feet are important. So uh, a dislocated Alex, pinky toe. Alex taking a side. It's been like seven months. I know it's really been two guys. I'm aware. I'm just saying it feels like I mean, he hasn't touched the court. <laughs> running up and down the court for a sustained amount of minutes is. Kelly Oubre pretty... came back before getting hit, came back before him, and he got hit by a car. I mean,. He didn't get his pinky toe dislocated <laughs> when he got hit by the car. That's that simple. Ross, what He's got it, you there. Where does it where does that rank on the improbable scale on those injuries? You know, I feel like it's it's I because I woke up to this notification this morning too. I like turned over, rolled over, saw the notification. I was like, wait, what? Like I literally had to read it two or three times just to be like, did I really get this right? Mm. Yeah, I feel like this one's got to take the cake because, yeah, it was like a, a double, triple tick. Like, wait, what? Yeah, I, I think this one, I'm with you, Alec. The, this one, the dog takes second. When I saw the get hit by the car, it really threw me for a ringer. And then OG and nobody's more of a niche story. It wasn't really headline news. And then Maxie's is just kind of funny with the situation. Not funny, but just how long he's been out. It's like over a pinky toe, but it makes sense. I mean, the team is rolling without him. It's not to discount him, but... You know, it's to the point where I've just kind of forgotten about it. I'm not really like, hey, so uh, are we going to get an update about this or anything? It's just like. Remember when he was hurt last year and everyone was clamoring for him to come back like he was Kevin Garnett on the defensive (laughs) side of the ball? Our defense is so bad. When Maxi Cleveland comes back, it'll be fixed. Are we going to have that again this year? Once Maxi comes back, guys, all the defensive woes Things have totally fallen (laughs) apart if that is what happens, where we are clamoring for Maxi Cleveland to save our defense. That is when you know things have gone terribly this season. I just got worried that our boy RJ Choppy is at the Mavs game. So shout out RJ. Shout out to RJ and his crew. I know he's like, I think he's like eight deep out there with a whole a whole group setting. So shout out to RJ and his people, and shout out to CA out there doing his thing. Yeah, CA's fine. He's out there all the time. I mean, I'm hosting with him tomorrow. I got to butter him up. All right, got to butter him. It's so funny seeing him out there yelling. I'm like, this guy thinks he's cool. Yeah, he's he's clutch. Whenever you, he knows you're at a Mavs game, he'll come give you hell. It's yeah, great. Yeah. Took my buddy Michael to a game last season, uh-huh. and I think he orchestrated uh, one of the Mavs mascots coming up and hitting me with a foam basketball. Sounds like a trauma. Yeah, I'm accusing him right now of orchestrating that. I don't know if it actually happened that way, but 
Yeah, I know, I know that they hit me with the old tap on the wrong shoulder. Mm-hmm. I turned the opposite way, and I got doinked in the head with a foam ball. Right, would you rather Great. that or the mascot? I hate when mascots come up to me. That's, like, my least favorite thing. Yeah, I think it's fun. You're a mascot guy? Like a, when you're I'm not a up, mascot guy. I just don't, guy. I don't have anything yeah, against them. You're a mascot guy. Just I'm not a it. mascot guy. I just don't have anything. <laughs> I don't have a vendetta. Because trust me, it, like if you've listened to me long enough, you know I'm a certified hater. I will put that energy out into the air if I dislike something. I don't so, actively dislike mascots. Hey, Ross, he's got a kinker mascot. All right, coming up next on the Get Right, it's sharing time on the fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Back here on the Get Right with the Young Guns. My name is Alec Medford. His name is Blake Elliott, the fan phenom. And we've got Ross Lebensky holding things down for you here for the next hour and change until 11 o'clock. Coming up on the other side, we will get you your headlines, what you know, uh, let you know what happened in that Stars and St. Louis Blues game, as well as what happens in the final two minutes of the Mavs game as they are up 105 to 104 as it stands right now with about two minutes left in that game. We'll tell you what happens when it goes final on the other side, and you'll hear from Micah Parsons about the officiating or lack thereof in his favor. But right now, it is sharing time. Share, 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 and share, share. Even though Reginald Adetula is not here, he is on the KNC Masterpiece all week with Mike Bassick doing some great radio from 10 to 2 each day this week. You can check him out there in case you were worried about him. but. Uh, Reggie is not here. I'm going to continue one of his traditions in sharing time. And I'm going to share a theoretical with you. And this, this probably benefits only if you've seen me before, or if you're on the Twitch, twitch.tv slash Dallas fan cam in here, get in here. Come look at Alec. He's beautiful. Okay. Unless you're driving. Don't. Yeah. Don't do that. Cause yeah. that would be bad. Or one Oh five through the fan on YouTube as well. If you're uh, stationary or. You could just go on any of my social medias at Alec on the radio and follow me there, please. There he goes. Plug it again. See? Plug it, man. Just plug it away. Well, while we're at it, go Um, ahead. Twitter, Instagram, at Blake Live. Keep up with my socials. I'll be your funniest comedian while the game's going on. You still need to change that handle. I know. You need to make it something more simple. I know. Because it's not just at Blake Live. It's It's at at Blake Live underscore underscore like a middle school name. Someone has Blake Live. And they're inactive. It's so dumb. And I DM'd him for the account, and I no response. <laughs> he has zero posts and like one follower. I need to I need to DM, DM Elon. Who owns Instagram? Uh, that's a Facebook Meta. Who's that guy? Yeah, Zuckerberg. Am- Zuck. You, you, you didn't know. Zuck. You didn't notice every time you open Instagram, it says a Meta, meta product or whatever that's, at the bottom. I I hate that. 
Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Why did it? From the 817, <laughs> Reggie may not be here, but he is in our hearts. Rip Reg. He's not dead. He's not, he's he's not dead. dead. He, he was here not earlier, here. was he not? He got the bump up. He's yeah. in midday radio, yeah. man. He, he's living it up with Mike Bassick up there, even though he keeps calling it the get right because that's all he's ever known. Rip Reg. Yeah, rest in peace, buddy. We miss you. It's about to be RIP the Mavs, man, as they absolutely fall apart okay, in the last we, two minutes. We, we will let you know how that score goes final. When we reset your headline, see Blake, it's called a tease. I let's, got excited. I, I hate seeing the Mavs lose. Let's well, <laughs> thanks for spoiling the tease for spoiler alert. The headlines at ten o'clock. <laughs> My because, emotions got the best of me. Yeah. The game's I mean, not over, guys, I promise. Remember when I printed off a show sheet for you? I do. It's, it's but right you didn't tell me the Mavs game was just to be this this intense. That wasn't on the show sheet. Okay, what do you have for sharing time? Thank you for allowing me. Um so I was getting prodded by the group chat. You know, at this age, we have the group chat with the homies. Everybody does. All, all the boys do. And so I think it's just five of us, but it's the guys I did high school radio with and uh, a couple of guys I actually went to high school with at my main campus. And we all kind of met and everything through different connections. And so one of them, he has kind of what I have, just the mustache and the goatee. Mm-hmm. And he just impulsively shaved. And now he looks like he's 15 again. Mole rat. Even though he's 23. Mm-hmm. And I, or he's 22. Uh, I can't give him any credit. He's only 22. Um, and they said they were starting a petition to get me to shave. And I'm like, what do I gain? Because I already look young as is. If I get rid of the facial hair, one, I feel like I lose street cred. Yep, and two, that, that is true. and do. two, I'm literally going to look like I'm 13 again because there are users in the twitch chat that love to troll me for my old linkedin picture that was when i was clean shaven and got headshots done on uh calm day at uta like two years ago and it was short hair no facial hair and i looked like i was all of 14 so i'm here to say that facial hair is imperative to my social success and i should not shave now question could you if you were if you had facial hair, would you shave your actual hair? No. Because I think when people are like, do go clean shaven, go bald, whatever, I think that works when you have a full beard, goatee, mustache, whatever it may be. But if you have a lack of facial hair and you go bald, I just, I know there's some people listening that that's their look. I just know me personally, that wouldn't work for me. It's just not, it's not it for me personally. No, and that's where I'm at, too, because I always have, like, a a cardinal rule. It's always, if I'm going to get a haircut, like, I cannot shave in that same time period because I will, just as you said, look like I'm 13 years old. You got to have an offset. The only thing that, I'm not Cardi B, the only thing that (laughs) is helping me is I've grown my hair out for the past 18 months. Yeah, you have. So, like, you should have seen me a year ago. Like, I I looked nothing like this. I've seen pictures. Yeah, like, I'll show show you. I have my UTA ID. I'll show you the picture there. Okay. And I look nothing like that. Like, I've actually, you know, grown a little bit. It's kind of nice. But, um, yeah, I don't think it's a smart thing. And they're trying to, like, say one of us, one of us. And they're saying, look, it's going to get the women. It's going to do that. I'm like, no, it's not. If you could only grow one now, and, Ross, you can answer this as well. Which one would you rather grow? You can never grow facial hair, or you can never grow hair on top of your head. Which one are you going without? The hair on top of my head. Oh. Yeah. So you would be bald at, like, I don't know, 10? 
12, 15, yeah, college, I, high school, and do facial hair. I, as long as I have a nice, healthy beard, I'll look like a Viking because I got the red beard. You know, ah, so, that's yeah. a good point. Now, he has a good point with Some the Some people are look. into that. Okay, we're going back to Kingston for us. LMAO. <laughs> what do you got for us? Some people? No, I mean, I'm kind of in the same boat. I'm just kind of like... I, I don't know because I really like having long hair. Like before I came here to the fan, my hair was probably about as long as yours is now, oh, Alex. Is that what the fan's doing to you? Making no, you lose hair? I was like, <laughs> all of my like pictures were from like years ago when I had short hair. And so I was like, okay, if I, if I have this picture of me several years ago yeah. and I show up with about 12 times the hair, yeah. I just didn't think that was a great look. Ah, business move. And then of course I show up and I see Alec had, like I said, about as long as hair as me. So I was just like, well, that's Luscious nice. So I don't know. I, I lean towards hair just okay. because I can never grow out my facial hair. Okay. But, yeah, I feel like I'd go hair. Okay. I feel like the hair on top of the head is a lot of work, too. Like, it is ma- a lot of maintain- Like, today, I had to wash the hair today, and it took forever. How long does your hair washing take? Good half hour. Half hour. Yeah. Wow. No, legit. When you have longer hair, it takes no, forever. When, when I yeah. have my hair out of braids or twists or whatever it may be, it takes a good little while. Half hour might be pushing. I'm more of like a 20 minute guy, but my hair is also not like silky smooth. Like, go y'all's. ahead and mark where you said, you know, half hour is a little bit too long. He's a 20 minute guy. Um, Respect. Yeah, but no, it, it's a process now that I've had to learn in the past uh, 18 months or so. What do you have for sharing time, Blake? I'm trying not to get distracted by this Mavs game. I'm not going to say a word because that's it for the 10 o'clock hour, but it is getting Literally, close. just go talk for three minutes. We take a break, and then we talk all about the Mavs. <laughs> My sharing time is when it comes to apartment shopping. I need I need the Tolos, the Twitch chat, the YouTube chat, mm-hmm. all y'all to get involved. What's the, most imp- what's the most annoying thing about shopping for a new apartment? All of it. And yeah, I would I would say my my number it, it can be fun but my number one thing is I am terrible at like making split set not split second decisions but like these long term decisions and every time I think I've found the apartment I go on Instagram or Google and I see one that's just a little bit better for a little bit cheaper or maybe even more money whatever it may be and I just I'm like ah, I can't sign here because I could got that one and I can't do this because I could have got that one I'm the same way when I was buying a couch when I was buying a TV. It's just hard for me to be like, because there's always the next best thing with the internet being out there. We have so many resources. So what would you say is like the the most annoying thing about apartment shopping? Mine is, is settling on one place. Anybody? Any takers? Uh, I, I mean, I didn't really shop hardcore in apartments mm. uh, except for in college. Yep. I still live with my parents because yeah. they haven't kicked me out yeah. because, you know, I have a career, so they're nice. okay with it. That is true. You have and a great career, sir. Yeah, so, uh, you know, I'm staying there, but in college, I almost transferred to a different school mm. out of state, or not out of state, out of the city. Mm. Pretty much out of state. I was going to transfer to tech and uh, because I had some interest there, uh, both athletically and just uh, because I had a bunch of friends out there, some of my high school radio friends. But, yeah, Ooh. I mean... I, I, w- I will say, like, probably just trying to find the right amount of space for the right price. Yep. So we got the, the most annoying. We got two from the totals. From the 214 moving, obviously that part does suck. I'm going through that as we speak. And then another one from the 214, the hidden fees, trash valet free, and parking fee. And I can re- I know that one. Un- the only thing that's not as annoying is you kind of know all of them are going to have that. So it is what it is, but it is kind of like one thing you can't really get out of. You can't really tell them, oh, I don't want to pay the 
the trash valet fee or parking fee or pest control fee. It's just kind of things that are just added with having an apartment. So, yeah. Ross, any um any ads? Yes, because I going back to my first year at UTA, Mav up, bro. Um, mm. Uh, so that was when I was 18 turning 19. So since then I have re-signed on a place. I turned 27. I've re-signed once in eight years. So I am constantly looking for new places. My biggest thing is you don't know what your like living situation is like until you have moved in. So you don't know what the neighbors are, how loud they are, how late they stay up. Like you don't get the, the real feel of the environment until you have moved in. So that's kind of my thing is that like, because everywhere I've lived, there was always one neighbor who stayed up way too late or mm. got up way too early. Love yeah. the neighbors. Neighbors it happens. Are, neighbors are the fun part about apartments, though. I don't know if fun uh. is the word. Maybe I got a story I'll tell you about Lubbock uh, during the 1020 segment called AM on the FM. But that's sharing time here with the Get Right on 105.3 The Fan. And coming up next, there's eight seconds left in regulation between the Mavs and the Cavs. Mavs down three. How does it end? We'll talk about it next on the Get Right. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.